Rosie, do you have a savings account? Yeah, I have a PSB Monster Saver account. Roar! The bank gave me $5 when they opened it, and I get $5 every year on my birthday. Wow, you get money from your bank on your birthday? That's awesome! I also get to pick a treasure from the Monster Vault every time I make a deposit at the People's Savings Bank. A treasure every time? I'm going to talk to my mom about a Monster Saver account, too. Roar at People Savings Bank. Visit any of our People Savings Bank's locations in Wellsburg, Cleves, and Dyke to start a Monster Saver account for your kids or grandkids today. Member FDIC. What's up, Wolverine Nation? Tad Brace here alongside my co-host, Travis Kiewit. Travis, how are you doing tonight? I am doing excellent. It is just a nice night, as always, when we get to broadcast together. Yeah, it's been a pretty nice couple days. I think we talk about it every week how, uh, as one of our guests will probably say, summer is getting close. You can guarantee he's going to say it. I, I think he'll probably say it yeah. at some point. Well, yeah, either that or we'll make him say it. Oh, he will say. I don't even think we'll have to to give a hint yeah, at all. I think you're right. Oh man, um, this has been a busy time of the year. We're coming up. A lot of things happening here. Seniors' last day was today. Yep, commencement this weekend. Yep, a lot of a lot of grad parties starting to kick into gear here, and a lot of things happening yep. at the school high school uh, chorus and band competed this last weekend up in osage and did very well got eighth grade promotion coming up here is it next week maybe or yeah, the they, week uh, i think tuesday um don't quote me on that but it is next week okay. for sure and i know there's is there a band concert choir concert coming up as well next week i think okay and also junior high baseball and softball kicking into gear yeah I am super pumped for that. Uh, didn't get to have a season last year. I talked to Coach Norton on the phone for quite a while this this evening, and we are ready to go. Yeah, it'll be nice to have a somewhat normal season. I don't know what the COVID restrictions will be or what's in place, but it has to be better than last summer, right? I don't care as long <laughs> as I get to break out the old the old handy dandy fungo. I've been oh. Have you been practicing? Well, I'm I'm gonna get out there a couple times. Get out there, yeah. You, the the worst thing in the world is to whiff, like that right. first practice. You're like, oh gosh. Yeah, I I did that uh, helping out the high school softball team a little bit, and they started practice. Uh, must have been two weeks ago now, and got out there and and uh, Coach Olman asked me to hit some ground balls and stuff or some fly balls. I'm like, uh, and this is cold turkey. I hadn't practiced or anything. And, you know, going from baseball to softball is another thing. And I I did okay. It wasn't great, but I definitely need to get a little Knock practice the rust in. off. Yeah. Well, and like you said, you're making the switch. Great, yeah. Baseball to softball. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of little uh, nuances that are different with that. I can only imagine. So, and the one thing I have not been able, I haven't even tried it, is I always get a kick out of uh, the coaches that have the glove on one hand and the bat in the other, and so they'll they'll hit, like throw the ball, softball out of the glove, and hit it with the bat, 
you know, to shortstop or whatever, and then they throw it back in and they just catch it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you can't do that in baseball. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, no, you can't do it in baseball. I was a couple years ago. Actually, it might have been two years ago in, at the baseball varsity game. I watched a coach. Um, he just walked out to, you know, midfield to hit some pot flies to center, and he just took one hand and was using his fungo. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, he just tossed the ball up, and with one hand, he'd hit the ball. I was like, how are you doing that? That's pretty well, talented he was right an, there. He was, you could tell he was, a, he was an aged. He was a veteran. Yeah, he, and not by any means wasn't old, but he had been around the block. Right. So um, I was impressed. I thought yeah. about asking him some questions afterwards, but I was so nervous. Speaking of fungos, have you ever seen the one with the little net? Oh like, yeah, like it's got a, it's almost like a paddle, with you know some type of netting, and then you hit the baseball with that. Oh yeah, um, yeah. My grandparents have one of those things that yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, it's hanging around. So, um, we do have a fun uh, lineup tonight. I know we have Ryan Gart, Coach Ryan Gart's going to stop in and talk, give us a little preview about track, uh, postseason kicks into gear here. Um, then we have Mrs. Parr joining us, and we wanted to be able to give her um, an opportunity to share some of her memories. Um, she's retiring. Yep. So Heading out. You know, that that's one of those things that if you can share some of those stories on, they don't just go with her. So hopefully we'll be able to pass on some of the knowledge that she brings. Yeah, and one of the cool things about uh, having Mrs. Parr was she was my teacher way back in the day, so... It'll be fun to to hear some of those stories. I wonder if she. <laughs> it were, it, I mean, yeah, maybe I not. Wonder, I wonderful. wonder if she's got a dish on you at all. Right. Maybe I should have asked her before. All right. We got here because I know I wasn't. Oh, I was going to ask her case la fecha. What is the date? I think that's what it is. Oh. I, just because that's the only thing that I remember from Spanish one in high school. Yeah. Well, maybe she'll maybe she'll know it. I have to maybe maybe call her classroom in the next few days but anyways and then we have uh we're gonna talk esports something new um just like archery and some of the other clubs we want to give uh a little bit of a glimpse into what what they bring to the table and you know you might have seen some of the posts lately about scholarships that our kids have earned um for for esports so thought we'd give them a little opportunity uh, yeah and i don't i don't know much about it i mean i see some tweets every now and then but i don't know you know the whole ins and out, so it'll be good to to hear it from one of the the sponsors, or the coaches. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, it's it's one of those things I know zero information about, so it'd be kind of nice to learn a little bit about that as well. Um, otherwise, I think we're going to go ahead and get started with our interviews. All right, see you here in just a few minutes, DNH Nation. All right, we are here with Coach Will Reingart, head track coach here at Dyke New Hartford. Will, how you doing tonight? What's up, guys? Just a beautiful evening tonight. It is. It doesn't get much better than what's happening outside. No, last two nights have been 
There's no wind and sunshine. So We're pretty darn nice. It's like a gradual increase too. Like it's gotten <laughs> better each and every night. So that's that's perfect. Summer is close. Summer, summer is, is close. close. <laughs> All right, uh, Will. What, does summer ever officially get here? By the way, or is it? It's always <clears throat> around. Just closely. You do. I think you do sometimes say summer is here. Occasionally. Occasionally. Yeah. I think I've seen a, a snap or two. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. All right, so um, Will, for the people who don't know you very well, Coach Reingart, give us a little background information about yourself. All right, um, I'm originally from Iowa Falls, uh, graduated in 2004, um, grew up in Hardin County, uh, doing a lot of outdoor stuff, grew up on a farm, uh, have an older brother, three years older than me, uh, and just always active outside doing stuff uh, growing up, and that's translated into who I am today. And um, at, after high school, went to Garden City Community College in southwest Kansas. Um, then after a year and a half there, I uh, ended up finishing up at Ellsworth Community College in my hometown uh, and started getting into the coaching gigs there and was coaching 7th and 8th grade girls track and helping out with freshman boys basketball and then didn't quite know what the heck I was doing, and so ended up at Kansas State for a semester. And then I was like, "All right, time to figure this out." After paying some out-of-state tuition and living on a couch, and I need to uh, come back to UNI and get my physical education degree, teaching that I have always wanted to do since about seventh grade, and kind of just buckle down and get it done. And so ended up in Cedar Falls and uh, was coaching at Pete Junior High. Um, with seventh and eighth grade boys track and then eventually was at NU High uh, coaching cross country and track as well and finished up my schooling at UNI uh, while coaching um, at NU and then landed a job at Hudson halftime PE and was able to still coach at NU High and um, unfortunately there were some budget cuts there at Hudson after my well during my first year and being a first year teacher uh, halftime PE uh, <laughs> Writing was on the wall, so uh, yeah, ended up uh, not having that job anymore. And then the following year, NU High closed and <laughs> didn't know where I was going to end up. And uh, very fortunate to end up at Dyke New Hartford in 2012-13 school year and been here ever since. And currently, what's your uh, position here? Uh, I coach... My coach, cross country, um, boys and girls, high school, cross country, um, head boys, track coach uh, at the high school, and then eighth grade boys, basketball, and also uh, finally landed that awesome full-time physical education job teaching K through two and fifth or eighth grade PE in New Hartford. So um, have my dream job and do a lot of other side gigs on right. the side. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the cool things that I think people know about you is you love to travel and all these different coaching jobs and things like that. Have they impacted the person that you are today or? Oh yeah. I mean, I've most definitely learned many things along the way. Um, I'm glad I started at the junior high level um, at age 19 or 20, whatever, whatever I was back then. Can't even keep track of that anymore. <laughs> um, but you know, each place has brought uh, something to me and I've learned many things and uh, learned from success, learn from failures, and things that fall in between there, and just continue to always try to keep learning from one experience to the next. But I've been able to meet a lot of cool people um, and 
seen a lot of different places and made a lot of connections through, you know, even the college experience all the way through the coaching experience and teaching experience. So I'm just super happy to, I don't know, people and places are the most important parts of my life. And, uh, I, I always will be that way. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think in the summertime, like I'll, I'll text you if you want to go fishing or something like that. And you'll be like, I'm in Colorado, I'm in Kansas. And <laughs> it, you just know people all over the place and building yeah. that, those connections allows you to do that kind yeah. of stuff. So that's it, very cool. It's fun. And just again, getting to know people of all sorts of, you know, characters and <laughs> just, oh yeah yeah <laughs> i've heard the stories about the characters so yep. <laughs> that is 100 percent true yeah <laughs> all right so why don't you go ahead and uh can you give us a review of the season up to this point maybe a few highlights yeah um you know this is awesome to be back on track and that's kind of been one of my uh kind of slogans at times uh with the kids and and, and gen- just in general talk with people uh you know obviously losing last year um just was just a very interesting uh, situation uh, leading up to this season, especially. Um, you don't really think ever that you would lose a season and what that can impact, uh, especially your program and the kids and all that sort of stuff and building a program and continuing uh, things that you were successful with in past years. And uh, it's been super fun. Uh, there was a lot of unknown going into this year, especially after losing the last two senior groups um, that were a big part of um, winning the 2019 uh, track and field championship that um, that year. And had a lot returning back last year and being able to intermix the young kids with those seniors were really looking forward to that last year and had, you know, maybe a month of our season and one indoor meet and then things uh, came to a, a sudden stop. And here we are um, in the 2021 season with a, a brand new group. Uh, you know, we have our, our lone senior, Nathan Moore, leading the way, and he's done a fantastic job with things, but he's the only one that had any sort of state experience um, leading into this season. Uh, he was a part of the 12th place 4 by 8 team as a sophomore, you know, and other than that, you know, you yeah. just – everybody else was freshman or eighth grade or seventh grade or whatever else, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Uh, and, uh, you know, so the, the kids have grasped on to trying to improve each day. And our, our, our motto this year is step forward, you know, each day in each event, each week, each month, each meet, we want to take a step forward, um, in, in what we're doing. And the kids have bought into that and they're super hardworking kids. And, uh, we are finding ourselves being, uh, I would say, pretty successful um, with things. And not that we're surprised, but it, it is surprising, you know, in some certain aspects with just not having last year and being able to build some varsity experience with those young kids. And all of a sudden you're like, all right, hey, you're the guy, you know. And you got to throw me right, right into the fire. Right in the fire, you know. You're, you're going to be the leadoff guy. You're going to be the anchor. You're going to be, you know, the two spot. You're, you got to – you got to – finish your throws you gotta get these handoffs you know you we're just not having last year and then here you are here's here's what what's out there and they're taking it and running with it so um it's been fun to see that growth with this group um kind of along with that do you have any like events or uh groups that have really surprised you up to this point um you kind of put things together for the different events and are there any people or groups that have really stood out to you uh, yeah shown you, a lot you of know, growth? Obviously, I just said Nathan, you know, and we know what Nathan can do. Absolutely. Um, you know, he's just track and fields in his blood, and it's get, just what, what, what the Moors do. Right. And, and uh, But, yeah, you know, uh, one of our bread and butter 
uh, events around here is always the four by four. And we've had a, a solid group of four kids along with Nathan and uh, Michael Herber, uh, Parker Lotwies and Nathan Graves have really um, done a great job of leading in that group. And that 4-8 group is always um, a group that you count on uh, to show leadership because those events, not that the other ones, you know, they're they're difficult, but the 4s and 8s, that's a difficult event right. for anybody, um, and especially at a high level of competition. And those kids have done a good job being leaders, um, and that translates into the you know, the mid distance and distance group that those guys translate down into the sprint groups. Um, and that's something that we always take pride in. Uh, so that's been great. Our shuttle team, again, that, that was totally wiped out. Um, fresh new four um, that with very limited experience um, with not having last year. And we lost all four from the state championship team uh, that won the shuttle hurdle that year. Um, so those, those four, uh, Rhett Wardell and Trevor Folkerts and Micah Walston um, and Brewer Eichlenberg have really stepped up in the hurdle game. Uh, we, we got some solid 200s happening. Uh, you know, you think Devin Kolosh, uh, Jarek uh, and Jace Hall, the, the twins, they're doing a great job with things. And, uh, you know, the sprints are coming along nicely with stuff. And even even better, this is something I've been really wanting for a lot of years our, our throwers are coming around and yep. um you know kale jensen in the shot uh, at conference through a 49.5 um both kale and cole are about 130 in the disc um so th- those are some big points and just again just building a program you, those, those throwers you know it, it's a big piece of the track and field program and uh to finally kind of break through the ice a little bit you know we always have these guys that are nice and strong and right. got good footwork it seems but just can't quite put it together and you know maybe we're always stuck on 40 to 42 foot in that shot so for kale to finally break the ice and now we're flirting with 50 foot you know it's like all right and then you hope that the younger kids see that and want to do the same so um again this the whole team's rising up to the occasion with things and enjoying what they're doing that's cool too. I mean, Kale uh, and Graves are going to be around next year as well, so they can continue to build off of the season that they're having right now and yep. translate that to the younger kids, like you said. Absolutely, and you know, it's a big shout out to my assistant coaches. I mean, I, I don't give them enough shout outs and credit. You know, you got an amazing crew uh, with Ben Freeze with the the hurdles and Don Betts. Those those are the hurdle gurus and. Uh, got Drake Busherfeld and Austin Moss that are helping out with the throws this year and uh, coach Moore um, does a great job with just helping wherever needed and you know long jump uh, he's just had fantastic success with our um, long jumpers here at DNH over the years even way before my time of being around here so appreciate what those coaches bring to our program and they're all about the team and helping out making better athletes here and you know, and they're all a part of other programs and that helps our track and field program out a ton of getting those kids out and finding out what they can do and making themselves uh, stronger, more confident young men and not just track and field, but life in general. It's perfect. You said you're kind of peaking here. Things are starting to gel. Uh, districts right on the horizon. Give us a, a preview of, you know, what the districts, is it a tough one? any inklings you know that kind of thing have to run extra you know put a little more effort in it to get a few things down you know what what kind of what are we looking at for yeah, the districts here it's uh you know it's championship part of the season and it's uh 
which is exciting. You know, last week getting things kicked off with the NICL Conference East uh, Championship again uh, helped build momentum for this week. I think that really helps um, as well going into uh, tomorrow and helping with just confidence and practice and technique and all that sort of stuff and trusting the coaching and trusting their training and all that stuff that they've been working hard on. And again, tomorrow's another night to showcase that. And, um, you know, in practice, we're not going to make you much faster at this point. It's what's between the ears. And uh, again, just putting the technique and stuff. So we're excited to see what can happen tomorrow. Um, you know, it's it's district time. There, there's going to be plenty of, you know, things that are gonna you know be strong in certain areas from different teams um forest city comes down here they're always a high caliber quality program um they're coming to hudson uh and you know that they're they're strong in about everything they always are and central springs has some good sprinters uh Hudson always has that they're they're just always a strong track and field program, so they'll have their pieces um, that they'll bring, and then uh, Belmont Clemming, uh, they bring some good sprinters as well, um, and you know just and Applington Parkersburg, they got some good things uh, going over there as well. Um, they got some young kids that are really um, starting to excel as well. Um, so you know, in certain events, it's going to be a dogfight. In certain events, you know, things are looking good. Just get the stick around and uh, get out of the blocks right. and uh, finish your races and your throws and your jumps and all that sort of stuff. And again, just put things together. But it is that exciting time, and things are going to go the way you want them, and there'll be occasional sometimes a thing that happens but it's always how you respond and react after that um that def- defines you as a person so uh, you got to persevere uh, through a meet like that and hope for the best and might have not been sleeping much the last two three <laughs> weeks and especially this week so we'll uh we'll get through right. tomorrow night and be excited to see where things are at gotta, friday gotta get some of that z quill i think isn't it called <laughs> take some of that's non-habit forming just get, knocks you out for a while yep there you go. That's what a Pablo's burrito is for. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That Wonder sounds pretty a, good a food right now, coma. too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Will, um, with all this stuff going on, who has been your inspiration for coaching that's kind of helped you get to this point, uh, keep this mindset that you have? Uh, you know, it goes back to many people. I can't, you know, I, I can pinpoint a couple for sure. Um, but, you know, all the different experiences, if it was my high school coaches um, in in the different sports I was a part of um, in basketball and track and cross country and even football when I was in high school, um, you know, have helped let, you know, just they give you that baseline. I think we all can speak as coaches here that the, those were those first influences on us um, that wanted us or helped us get in this profession as well. Um, but, you know, just in the in the recent times, um, you know, obviously Barry Cavalier has been a big part of um, why I'm here. Uh, I, I won't ever forget, and I hope he listens to this story, but <laughs> I was coaching cross country at NU High, and we're at Eldora, and it, back then it was always like the first meet of the year. And uh, all of a sudden this, uh, you know, and I'm like first-year cross country coach back in 08, sort of thing it in you and I don't know anybody in the conference or any of this stuff I'm just this college kid coaching you know just <laughs> trying to get my foot in the door and build my resume and uh help the kids out and all of a sudden there's this big guy coming at me <laughs> and I'm like you're gonna throw down already I'm like <laughs> what, first what, meet? What, what did I do wrong already you know and of course you know he offers that handshake right away and introduces yeah. himself and welcomes me and all that sort of stuff and um when the time came to where 
lost the the Hudson job and the um, and you ended up closing. He was always one of the first ones to reach out to me and sort of thing. And um, you know, he was part of helping me want. You know, he opened the door, say, hey, there's a couple. I'll I'll have you on as a volunteer coach, and you know, just kind of things worked out where I was able to take care or take over cross country um, when he re- resigned, and then same with track. But he, you know, we're always con- daily conversations and talking about things either past or you know experiences or the current things that are happening. But he is most definitely always been there and always been friendly about it, but and also guiding and learned a lot um, from him and how he coaches and how he does things. And so got to give a shout out to Barry um, for, you know, a lot that he's done and, you know, he's, he's built these programs and I just hope to continue to keep trying to climb the top and help build, you know, that foundation that he built and, uh, you know, just continue to keep building upon those building blocks. So. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. Uh, um, just from my experiences with Barry as well, you know, the Mark Parkers, the Barry Cavaliers of the world, they're a different breed, yeah. and and yep. they're the ones that kind of have set the tone of of what the expectations at Dyke New Hartford are as well. So yep. uh, those guys definitely deserve a special they, special they, shout out. They, they most definitely do, and you know, you just go to all these coaching clinics too, and you hear from college coaches, high school coaches that are successful in things, and you latch on to a few of them if it's conference schools or uh, other ones across the state, and that's been been fun to again just learn from you know, the, the, your colleagues and there's always something you can learn and change. And, you well, know, yep. and you've <laughs> always said that there's, there's, if you think yeah. you know everything, you're in trouble and, yeah. you know, here you've been around everywhere. You've had a lot of success and, you know, but yet you're at every clinic you can possibly be at and, and keep learning. So that's yep. a tribute to you. And, you know, as far as the program you've built here and, you know, the other mentors that you've had, yep. you know, they've instilled that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are going to wrap things up here, Coach Rangart, with the last question of the day. And this is the random question of the day. You ready for it? I'll bet. Dun, dun, I'll bet. Dun. We'll see what it is. All right. So, <laughs> so Will, what breakfast cereal has influenced your life the most? So, I used to love my cereal and just eat cereal all the time. I think that was just kind of whatever kid thing and it was always just there you know you had the gallon of milk and 20 boxes of cereal it always seemed <laughs> in the pantry or whatever um but nowadays i don't find myself eating as much cereal i don't know what yeah. the deal is on that but i now that you're kind of calling me out on this i kind of miss having a bowl of cereal yeah, for, yeah. even and, for supper sometimes but, but who just has one bowl of cereal <laughs> too i mean I'm a, I'm I'm a two bowl guy. At yep. least two. Yeah. You know, you can reuse that milk a second time yep. and, you know, and then that tastes even better <laughs> when, when you drink that. But, um, you know, th- there's a couple good ones out there, but uh, I'm going to go with the old Wheaties, you know, seeing Michael Jordan on oh, the Wheaties box as yeah. a kid and, you know, those commercials. Uh, so I, I would say that that, that was, that, that's, that's the cereal right there. Wheaties one. Yep. Yeah, I actually have a couple of Wheaties boxes. One that's unfolded with uh, 87 Twins nice. championship team, and then I have a uh, one that's folded in my classroom as well. So uh, mine would have to be Kicks. Oh wow! Way back in the day, Kicks. I loved them. They were they kicks were a good is cereal. Kicks for what Kicks has got. Yep. Moms like Kicks for what Kicks is not. Jeez. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but they had different kinds of kicks, too. That you could get the kinds with berries or yep. the kinds without, and I loved them all. It didn't matter to me. They that, were delicious. That influenced your life? How did it influence yeah. your life? Let's hear this. It set the tone. 
Oh, oh so like you had that, this was you the were foundation. invincible? This was the foundation of my serial life. And then it was probably Captain Crunch after that. Captain Crunch is solid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't need much to be happy. All right. Kicks is the way to go. Okay. What about yes. you? Yeah. What do you big got? Shooter? What do you got? So I, I don't eat cereal much. Um, I have a bowl of oatmeal every morning, Monday through Friday, but on the weekends I splurge. And so then in the summertime, I'll splurge a little bit too. But my breakfast cereal <clears throat> is Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. And you can't go wrong with that. Because that leprechaun was getting chased all over God's green earth and he always got away. <laughs> he had the pot of gold. He had all of his, all his uh, cereal. Never got caught. I thought that dude, he's legit. <laughs> you know, he's got these young kids running after him. You know, he's probably I don't know what three foot two. You know, and he's, you know, I'm he's probably got pretty big shoes on. Yeah, by that, you know, by he's that. got big chains probably, and he's still getting away from these kids. Skills I'm like this dude's got skills. I want to be, and I don't even know if he has a name. That'd be a good question. Lenny the Leprechaun? By that reasoning, I would be like Tony the Tiger then, all right? I I thought somebody would say that. Frosted Flakes are good, too. I thought somebody would come up with Frosted Flakes saying, because they're great. He's all about, you know, dominating. Yes. I thought somebody would say Frosted Flakes. That aisle at the grocery store is so difficult. Oh, my gosh. Fruity Pebbles, You you walk down that thing, and it's like, I don't know, the lights are just... You know, shining at you. Like right. There's like box, spotlight. It's like, yeah. okay, pick me, pick me, pick right. me. And I the, forgot about the honeycomb. Oh, he has like honeycomb. Too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I forgot about that one. That was a good one. It's got to soak in the milk a little bit. Yes, but not it does. too long. Not yep. too long, though. Right. Well, it's the same thing with shredded wheat. That's all of them. <laughs> yeah. Shredded wheat. The, you got shredded wheat. You have to, there's a, there's a certain time it's got to come out of the milk. And there is a, I don't know, like you said earlier, there is something special about drinking the milk. And that bowl after it's had all that sugary cereal in there is the best stuff in the world. Do you drink your milk at the end? I do. Do you add more milk? At or, times. Or do you Depends. like do one bowl and then whatever's low. left you you just even it out like it's a like maybe I a bowl and a add, half or do I usually you... add a little bit more just to top it off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, depends on just like the water level (laughs) do you need to raise it or do you need to lower it (laughs) all right i like it (laughs) all right well uh appreciate you stopping on tonight and talking track and breakfast cereal and yeah i just want to say good luck the rest of the way like you said championship time man you bet you bet tear it up happens Reineke Construction is a family-owned business right here in the DNH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reineke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door, building barns, to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction, remodels or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Ronnie Key Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at ronniekeyconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please f- feel free to contact them at 319 319- 239-6256 or 
R-E-I-N-C-O-N-S-T at gmail.com. Reineke Construction. Measure twice, cut once. All right. We are here with a very special guest, Sarah Parr. Um, This is... Sarah Parr's kind of swan song here at, at Dyke New Hartford. She's going to be retiring at the end of the year, and um, uh, just really happy to have her on. Sarah, how are you doing tonight? Thank you. Very well. Good. Uh, before we get started, can you provide a little background information for the listeners? Sure. Well, I was raised on a dairy farm um, outside of Clarksville. I have So I graduated from Clarksville High School. I have three um, siblings, two brothers and a sister. We're all teachers. Um, Then I graduated from uh, 1978. I went to UNI, um, got my um, teacher's um, certificate in teaching Spanish major. I have a minor in English, a minor in library science, and a minor in coaching. Jeez. I did not know the coaching thing. You did not know that. Back in those days, you could have got, I think, an endorsement or a coaching, and I went and got the coaching. Um, and I did that in three and three-fourths years, which is kind of a weird amount of time, but I did. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> so then I had a, I had from, I graduated in March, and then I substitute taught from March to May, and then started teaching. But yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Started teaching. Okay. So I, yeah, my first job was in Dumont. Back then it was just Dumont, not, not Hampton Dumont, Dumont. And I taught for two years there, but it's interesting because I was junior high English. I was the K-12 librarian. And I started the Spanish program, and that was a full-time job. I mean, that's all those different seventh and eighth grade English. I did all that. Yeah. Gosh, I was <laughs> looking back on it. I, and now I look like back, some back pay. I'm thinking, what the <laughs> heck was I doing? You know? Yeah. Oh man, uh, all those preps and totally different. Wow. Well, yeah, not even close. Right. Um, but I started the Spanish program there. So I, my first year, I did Spanish one, and then I did Spanish one and two. But then I left and came to Dyke New Hartford. Or, well, it was actually Dyke back then. So then I started the Spanish program here. Um, they had French before I came here. And so the French teacher passed away, as you guys probably know all that, uh, Mr. Bishop. And they did, a, um, I think, a community vote, or I don't know what they did, a service, and it, they wanted Spanish. So lo and behold, I came here and started the Spanish program. So And what year was that? Nineteen. I started here in 1984. And um, I have been the only Spanish teacher. Well, the only full-time Spanish teacher, so it's kind of been my baby here. Yeah. <laughs> we had a couple part-times with me for a couple years, but yeah. That's cool. I mean, this is this is your thing. It is my thing. It is my thing, so I'm kind of passing that on. Yeah, when I think about that, that no one else has really done this here at this school, yeah. And just yeah. think of all the things that you started, that, that Mexico trip. Yes. and yeah, Mexico trip. Yeah, I think this will be my, I believe this is my 15th trip that I'll be taking this June. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And Mrs. Parr was my teacher. Yeah. Okay. Must we bring that up, Travis? You're really <laughs> dating me a little bit. Well, I guess and we all know. so when you came with those numbers, I was trying to I figure wa- out. It, Travis, what year did you? I graduate? graduated in ninety. You were in ninety. So it had been awfully close to seventh grade. Did I have you in seventh grade English? I believe you did. Oh dear, really? Did I? Yeah, probably yeah. did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you, I would have. Yeah, probably did. Yeah. So you taught English here at in yeah. Dyke too, right? Because because I was starting the Spanish program, I could only do Spanish one the first year, and then oh. I taught um, junior high and high school English. And the second year, I did one and two, 
And I did one, two, and three. One, two, three, and four. And I gradually got myself out of English to now I don't, I, the last, what, 15 years I haven't had it prepped. Right, you're full, full of, time. Full of Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> full of Spanish. I am full of Spanish. I'm full of Spanish. Full of Spanish. I'm full of something, but I'm yeah. full of Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So family, and you've already talked about you've, you're from a family that's got, what, two or three siblings that are teachers? Yeah. My, and... my two brothers are teachers. Um, so they've been in administrative roles, and they went back into teaching. And then I have a sister that was a teacher, and she's retired. And you have a daughter, I think, too, that teaches. I have a daughter that teaches high school Spanish at Belle Plaine. Oh. Yeah. And then I have a daughter that's a nurse and one that's a teacher. <laughs> That's really and Hudson, cool. yeah. And then, of course, I had, I'm sh sorry, Kevin, my husband. <laughs> I kind of forgot him for a moment. <laughs> Who was my baseball coach. Oh, yes. That's right, because Kevin taught here as well for a couple of years. We both came here together in yep. 1984. Man, I'm learning all kinds of stuff right now. So right. what did he teach? Well, let's see. He taught industrial arts with Dick Jewell. Yep. They had two at that time. And we always talk, kind of joke about this, because as my program built, it kind of is like his went down and so then they didn't and he also did computer science and then so he did that in industrial arts and then gradually they didn't need two industrial arts they didn't need two computer science and so he was cut and went back into engineering and it's worked well for him there but well that's yeah. great yeah well you've kind of answered uh, our lot. next question there <laughs> but i i'm that's great does, because I didn't know any of that does he still do the national anthem at times or at, not? At times, if they, yeah, he's done a few here at the school. He's, you ever heard him do the national anthem, Mr. Parr? I don't think so. Oh, mm, it, is, it is amazing. It is he does really, an awesome voice. it is really, really good. Okay, I think maybe my first year, I, I, I didn't know who he was. I remember some sure. some people talking about, oh, we got this special person singing <laughs> the national anthem. Yeah. It's been a while. I, you I, know, it has been a while. I mean, obviously, if the bands can do it, or then. Than he doesn't, but they they used to have him come in and do some yeah. like volleyball and stuff. Yep. I remember one away game, we were at a tournament game, and the mic it didn't work. We were at a volleyball tournament, and the mic system wasn't working, and so they they called Kevin over and he sang at some strange yeah. court. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, That's he hasn't cool, done that though. for a while. But yeah, he was your coach in baseball. I think yeah. like 13, 13, 14 was my first year, and I th I'm gonna guess that it was probably him who sang I, it. I I would guess yeah. Travis probably. That's right. Yeah. 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 And he still does sing, yeah. And Mrs. Parr uh, coached basketball? I did. Co I forgot to talk. Yes, I did coach basketball here. I coached uh, good old days, six on six. I did. Yep. I did. Yes. All right. Any great memories? From yes. I have a really great memory. So I coached 84-85 with Bill Coyne. Do you remember Bill Coyne? Oh, yeah. He's my soul studies teacher. Oh, you did have it. Okay, of course. Yeah, his uh, student teacher was Lindsay Beecher. Oh, my goodness. I heard he's retiring, but <laughs> I, I have a tangent here. So, anyway, so that was my six on six my first year. And the second year, then I had Coach Murr. You remember Coach Yep, Murr? Tom Murr. And um, lo and behold, I was pregnant. And so um, we went to the state tournament. And the day we played our first round of state term tournament was my due date with our oldest <sighs> daughter, Katie. And uh, there's still, I still have the scrapbooks of all that. Um, they had wheelchairs behind thinking I was going to go into labor and all that. But <laughs> oh So you were gosh. still coaching? I still was coaching. Yes, I was a good year blimp, let me oh, tell you. Wow. My ankles were huge. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, I was, but you know, um, but we, I mean, we did not, we got beat that game, you know, but I was probably the only mother, when I think back, that was praying that she didn't have that baby early, <laughs> you know? And then Katie came 11 days late, so it was all fine. Oh, but, you were oh, good wow. then. <laughs> Plenty but of yeah, time. That's probably my uh, that's my one memory that I think I'll never you know I'll never forget that that I was just please don't have this baby before we get to play. That was a, <laughs> that was a dream I always had that I would play in a state tournament. Well, 
coaching was awesome. <laughs> That's great. That's cool. I did not know any. Of, this yeah. is all new stuff to me. Yeah. So, yeah. and then I also coached five on five one year. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but I'm trying to think of the year exactly. I, oh, my Kevin and I talked about that. Amy Ritgers was a senior, so I think it was about ninety four or ninety five. Um, Larry Ritgers was a head coach, and I remember him calling me and saying, Sarah, I need an assistant. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I don't really know five on five. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Give her a shot. And I did. So, yeah. And I did junior high track here, too, I guess, for a year. But, yeah. All right. All right. Nice. Way yeah. more than you want to know about senior No, no that's <laughs> awesome. That's... I'm, just, I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, that's a, I think about my role as a first-year teacher, and I thought I had it tough. And, you know, you're talking about what you did in three different, totally different roles, and then yeah, well, all the coaching jobs on top. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, you talked about a basketball memory that you're going to miss the most. What about, uh, what are you going to miss the most about being an educator in the Dyke New Hartford District? You know, um, I like teaching, but I love kids. And so um, I thought about that. I, I, I mean, I, I really do. I, I, to say I, I love teaching, I guess that's a fair, but it's not about the teaching for me. I have a passion for kids. I always have and I always will. And so it'll be the kids. And that sounds so cliche, you know, so cliche, but it's just the truth. I don't, from little buggers to college, I just am gravitated toward them. I'm going to miss them. They keep me, they keep me grounded. They keep me in the loop of what's going on. And so I just hope I don't become an old fuddy dud. Oh, I'm sure we'll <laughs> see you around. Because, you know, but, you know, the high school kids do. Seniora, you like those shoes you're wearing? <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> Am I supposed to be wearing something else? You know, you know when they say that, they're thinking, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they say they do that in junior high, too. I, don't I'm worry sure, about it. I'm sure they do. But I, I am just going to really miss those interactions. And, you know, I see, I think, I see about 100 and. I don't know, 110 kids a day, and those that those different personalities—they just are amazing. Uh, do you have any plans afterwards? <laughs> I'm gonna sit on my deck in the sun and have <laughs> coffee anytime I want it. Um, I want to be able to take care of my grandkids when they're ill. I mean, that's so for working parents. That's such a challenge. Mm-hmm. So I have four grandkids here in town, so, and two in Belle Plaine. So if they need me, I'll be there. And then Kevin and I would really like to do a lot of traveling yet, too. So that's yeah. obviously going Obvi- to Mexico oh, 15 times. Yeah, that's... we're going to do that, too. And I always joke, I'm going to clean some closets, but then I always say, you know what? I hope that doesn't take me all my retirement. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably what I want. Yeah, those are the things. Oh, very, very interesting. Okay, so I'm trying to think about this here. Any traditions that you want to continue on that you want to pass on? Ooh, traditions. Interesting. Um, well, I've worked, since I've been here, I've had five different superintendents. And so, you know, that in itself just changes what you do, you know, in, your, in the course of education. But the one thing I think, and I don't know if it's a tradition, guys, but Dyke New Hartford, Dyke New Hartford, Dyke New Hartford, whatever we want to say, have, I believe, has always been kids first. So that is the one thing I hope that we don't lose sight of. As we go on, as I'm, as I leave, and we go on in the future, um, you know, we can get caught up in curriculum and Common Core and um, our in services, and and I hope we don't lose then what what we're here for the nuts and bolts right. of what we're here is, is kids first, and um, 
so I don't, I hope we don't get, I know technology is awesome and, and all that stuff is wonderful. And I know I'm old and I'm dating myself right now. And I know that, <laughs> um, but the nuts and bolts is that we're here for kids and they come first. And I hope we don't get caught up in our image of what we look like or how we're p- portrayed. Um, I want us to be humble. I want us to be kind and I want us to care for kids first. Always. Uh, you talked about like in service, uh, Um, one of my inner struggles always as a teacher is I love data. I love using data, but then you sometimes you have that, you can see things that data doesn't show. Like you can see that this kid's having a tough day. You can see (sighs) that this kid's, Hey, this kid just excelled in something that they've struggled with for a long time. And that is the best part right there. That's success. That's what makes it all worthwhile, you know, and, and I always think, you know, yeah, I mean, test scores, and we talk about test scores and all that. And I I know, I know, I get it. I know that's important. But I I see sometimes what these kids come to school with, and I'm telling you, Spanish is not their priority. Right. (laughs) And it it shouldn't be, you know, and that's okay. But so I just hope we keep that always in mind forever is kids are first. Well, and I know, I don't know if you still do it, but way back in the day, when we'd have a test, uh, Mrs. Parr would give an oral test. Mm-hmm. So you'd have the opportunity. You could go in there, and I still remember coming up to your desk, and <laughs> there'd be a sentence there, and you know, you didn't have to know 100% of it. It wasn't like a right or wrong. It was you just do the best you can, and, and you got credit for it. And yeah. I think it's kind of the same thing. It's a it's yep. a kid's first thing. It's a, hey, I see you're trying. I, I see I'm going to give you credit you, because you're doing something. Yeah, you're yeah. making progress. Yep. You may not be 100% proficient, but it's, you're getting the job done, and, and yeah. so I'm like, you know, I, I love those because, again, it's not like math or it's not like it's either it's right or wrong. It's, no. hey, I can, I can do the best I can and, and still I, get credit for it. You exactly. Know? And, and you, yes, you get that part. I mean, not quite get that, but I understand what yeah. you're saying and we can communicate. And, and I do still do oral, oral yeah. finals, yeah. Do you remember your Spanish name, Travis? I'm I do. To, do you remember well, it? I've I <clears> been <throat> trying to think about this. I had two, but I don't think either one's well, right. Well, so I had two. I had well, one early on and then okay, I changed I'm gonna it. I'm going to say the two, but I don't think either one's right. Okay, go or, ahead. I either had Pedro or Carlos. So Pedro was my first one. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> and then I switched it to Geraldo. Geraldo. Oh, I can see you being a Geraldo. Travis, I don't think I've had a Geraldo since you then. I I, I was <laughs> I Geraldo. And I don't. I wonder why I, we. I do saw. have a story behind the the whole. You got mad. You didn't get mad at me one time. Actually, you. I thought you should have got more mad at me. Hmm. I I always had a jar of Carmex, like the real Carmex jar, like it was porcelain kind of thing. And for some reason, I, I was in class, and I put it, it was open, and I put it on my hand, and I was showing people this cool trick, how I could go like, and I could keep it in my hand, and turn it upside down, and it would still stay in my hand. Well, one time I did it, and it went flying out, and it hit the corner of your desk, and the thing shattered, and a big blob of Carmex was stuck on the corner of the, the <laughs> desk. And all you go, you just go, Geraldo. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I start going around just picking everything oh up. And goodness. you could have thrown me through the roof. And I, I, sh- I deserved it. I didn't but remember that. I totally no. remember that. Oh, that's hilarious. No, that's, that, that's a pretty mild. Geraldo. Pretty mild. But Geraldo. I don't think yep. I've had one since then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Geraldo. That's I, interesting. Uh, but I can see you being a Geraldo. Yeah. All right. yeah. like, it might have been Geraldo Rivera back in the day. Kind <laughs> Probably. Of one of the you know, reasons, yeah. but yeah, uh-huh. he was a big deal back then. So I figured I'd be a big deal in Spanish class. There you go. I like it. <laughs> All right, Mrs. Parr, are you ready for your random question of the oh, day? I... Yeah. Okay. I don't know. You go, go for it. Okay. So here's your random question of the day. Okay. 
If you could have dinner with one person from history, who would it be? One person, somebody oh. that, is there a, a, I, a Spaniard out there? No. What about, um, um, who's the? I don't know. I, you know, the first person that come to mind, I don't know, is Mother Teresa. Ooh, that is a good one. I, I don't ever think of it like that. That's a great. I don't know if that's exactly what you're asking for, but I, I could learn a lot. I could learn a lot from, from her. So yeah. I think that would be, I yeah, that would be my person. I think I could ask her, I would like to ask her a lot of questions about life and what guided her decisions. And I just think I could learn a lot from her. I mean, that's a good answer. My my answer for you, I don't, I can't remember his name, but uh, who's the guy that sings uh, Live in La Vida? Loca. Oh, yeah. um, Ricky Martin. Yes, I oh, thought. I well, thought maybe. Oh well, no. That I mean, he's not. He, maybe he's he, not. I guess Ricky does Mart- history have to be dead? I don't know. He <laughs> might, he might have been more fun, but, <laughs> right? But I think Mother <laughs> Teresa probably could have given me a little more guidance. Give me guidance. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, you know, they're both teaching you something. Live your right, life. Whatever, right. Yeah. yeah. Just different Living kind of the lessons. Crazy life. Just different kind Mother of Teresa lessons. Had a good right, life. So you yeah. gave her one. What about you? Yeah. So mine. I went with kind of an, an easy one, or I, I said Babe Ruth. Oh. I said it'd be kind of cool to back in the day just to hear the stories, if they're really true, and yeah. what he did, and just the, the lifestyle that, that he started, and just to see that whole... I should know this, but what was his... When when did he die? Uh, great question. I, I don't know. Do you know the year? I don't know. I don't know it off the top of my I, head. Okay. I okay. I was just curious nope. what his lifespan was and what he would have been living all right what about yours yeah. um you know i'm a i'm a history buff yeah. i i like to learn about all of these things uh, i said um i was kind of torn between jfk mm. and mm. like fdr yeah just just learning about i mean they had to make some very tough decisions in their in their presidency and i just kind of wonder what it would have been like at that time you know jfk with the cuban missile crisis and mm-hmm. You know, FDR had some tough ones as well. It's just that'll be good ones. Yep. 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 I don't know. Maybe those are two easy ones as well. Just kind of makes you think, right? <sighs> All right, Mrs. Parr. Just want to thank you for stopping in tonight, and obviously, thank you for uh, everything you've contributed to Dyke New Hartford. Um, wow. How many total years here in the district? Thirty-six here. Thirty-six. Thirty-six years here. Yes. So it's it's been a ride. That is that's a, been a ride. That is that's a legacy perfect. that'll be hard to beat. Yeah. And I don't Thank I don't you. think anybody else will have any Carmex thrown on their desk. No, no, not. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for stopping you in bet. today, Sarah. Thank you. The Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dyke New Hartford Schools. The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue. All right, we are back with our first ever repeat guest, Lauren James, joining us again. Lauren, how are you? 
I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing great. <laughs> Learning a lot tonight. Yep. Yeah. Same person, different topic. Yeah. Yes, it is. So uh, just to review, um, can you just kind of tell the guests your role here at Dyke New Hartford? Yeah, of course. So I am one of the two uh, high school history, so social studies history teachers up on the second floor. Well, not for too much longer, but um, not that I'm not going to be here, that I'm not going to be on the second floor. <laughs> to clarify that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're already starting rumors. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Um, and I'm also the uh, one of the co-head coaches of the eSports Club, which is my repeat offense here today. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. So give us a little background about the history of the program here. Uh, so um, the history of the program as a whole isn't very long, neither is my time there. I've been the co-head coach for last year and this year, and um, Aaron Riggs, the math teacher here at the high school, had started it um, just a year before that, and it was basically a bunch of kids that were like, hey, there are these things called eSports clubs that, like, you get to play video games all the time. <laughs> and um, Irv, while he was still here, basically went to Aaron and was like, you look like the type of person that would want to do that. Do you want to do that? And he was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> 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 Hopefully not calling him out here. But... Um, and so that's basically how the club at this school got started. But, I mean, a lot of esports club across the country and across Iowa look like that as well, where it's basically we've got a group of kids who um, want to compete competitively in something that they really enjoy and is, you know, good for a lot of the things that other more traditional sports are. Um, and then, you know, you just need somebody to oversight, basically. <laughs> Do you know how many esports teams there are in the state of Iowa, Does, do you have those numbers available to you? or So in our, um, we have we participate in an association called the Iowa High School Esports Association, and they're pretty new as an organization as well. But just in that organization that we operate in, there are about um, 50 to 60 teams that operate between, oh God, seven, eight different sports across the whole uh, school year. I think seven, seven different sports across the whole school year. So there's a there's a lot. <laughs> okay, so seven different sports means seven different uh, titles, like different okay. games to play. Okay. So, um, like our season next year, or I should say, multiple seasons next year, we operate on fall, winter, and spring. Two titles or two games per season. Uh, so our um, schedule next year will be the fall. We will play Super Smash Brothers and Rainbow Six Siege. In the winter, we will play Overwatch and Rocket League. And in the spring, we will play Mario Kart teams, and a uh, new title, Smite, is coming to where, where was this when I was going through? <laughs> I could rock Mario Kart, man. I mean, well, see, I'm even before you. I had an Intellivision. Yeah. Like, and we actually pulled the Intellivision out the first, like, probably three weeks into COVID last year, because I still have all the games that have them don't work, but... And my kids were like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> But I, I seriously would have totally been all over this. Well, the good news is along with Mario Kart teams, we also do Mario Kart time trials throughout the year, like from basically November to um, March type of thing, so like a longer time period. And all certified staff are welcome to come and join and uh, put themselves on the leaderboard on the top of Iowa. Mr. Riggs or Aaron um, was at the top of the leaderboard three times in a row over this season, so... <laughs> See well, if you can beat him. <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, 150cc manual. Yeah. You got to go manual, too. 
That's the that's what you got to go. You with. You need to get it. I'm just. I have my okay. Does so he have, does does he have a chance to still do it or is it? Uh, this has week, it passed? This week is our last week for this oh. year, unfortunately. So if you wanted to meet us in the library tomorrow during our banquet, we would be more than happy for you uh, to do it. But. Otherwise, we gotta wait till next right. season. <laughs> I, I think I'll have to wait till next season anyway, just because I haven't played in a while. But oh. I have a Switch Lite. Yeah. Okay, and that's what I've been playing on lately. But some of the new courses on there are a little bit more challenging yeah. than the than take, the Wii. Take the summer, get a get a get situated. Get a nice base going. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> uh, the Wii though, and uh, I Game Boy Advance man, I'm sh- sixty four. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I love that stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like James Bond on sixty four. You ever play that? I'm gonna. I was not smart enough. <laughs> I, I, a team thing would have been awesome for me. Yeah. Because I play like Call of Duty and those, and I'm the guy that runs out there and gets lit up, and then everybody else figures out where those people are. <laughs> and so I did play like a. I don't know if it was Splinter Cell. I, I played some, or like a Halo game. It 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 would take me like four times as long to get through uh, any type of mission than a normal person. I mean, there'd be a flashing light right in front of me, and I would go right past it. <laughs> the Modern Warfare, COD, the original Modern Warfare, I don't might be one of the best games I've ever played. Absolutely. At least at least one of the best Call of Duties. Yes. Oh, yeah, I, yeah hands down. I wasn't a big shooter game person when I was younger. I've kind of grown into it now, but uh, like even from an outside perspective, hands down, one of the best shooter yeah. games, if not the best Call of Duty. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not a big black black ops guy, and I, I I sound like a like I do this a lot. Yeah, these you were do. Back, these were back in my college days. Uh, I yeah. haven't played really, you know, that much as, uh, during COVID. I got a switch light because I was I was pretty bored at times, yeah. <laughs> and uh, my my two year old or three year old at the time didn't really. The conversation wasn't always there, <laughs> so when we had a little time, we'd go ahead and right. play a little switch light. Yeah. Do you? Is this how many years have you been with? So basically, since I started, so the um, so two years now. Basically, okay. my first day here, we had like freshman orientation, and we were going down the line and introducing ourselves. And uh, Aaron was like, "Hey, I, you know, I'm Mr. Riggs. I teach math. I'm also the coach of the esports club." And I was like, "We have one of those. That's pretty lit." And so when it got down to me. I was like, hey, by the way, Mr. Riggs, if you ever need any help, you oh. just let me know. And he immediately came up and talked to me. It was like, I need a lot of help. Would you like to come help me? Perfect. And I was like, absolutely. So ever since I started. How many students are usually on or part of esports here? Um, around 30 to 40, depending on the season. Um, uh, but yeah, generally about 30 to 40. And do most of them have experience with the games? Do they not? Have- Mix of both. Okay. A, a really good mix of both. We've got some kids that um, have played basically, you know, their whole teenage years, their whole lives, basically, and are really familiar with those games because they've uh, played them outside of school forever. And then they hear of us and they go, oh, we can play it like as a club. Cool. We're come join. And we have some kids that um, really like just the atmosphere of the esports club and some of the other members and stuff. So they go, eh, you know, I'm not that good at it, but at least I'll go and try, which I think is super valuable right. as well. Just being around friends and picking up those skills. And what's a a typical, you said there's three seasons. Yes. What is a, can you give us a rundown of kind of what a season consists of as far as, you know, how it starts how and how it finishes and, yeah. you so, know, 
Yeah, of course. So, competitions, that kind of thing. Um, I'll just run through like our spring season right now. So all sure. seasons are about eight weeks of competition um, or approximately eight weeks long, give or take some weeks of practice and stuff like that. And then after those eight weeks are over, it goes into playoff season. So like for spring right now, we started uh, at about the end of February into like right before spring break. And we just finished uh, this week the first round of playoffs. Fortunately for us, we were the number one seed in the division right now. So yeah. we got a bye week. Oh, yeah. Hey now. <laughs> yeah. So we got a bye this week and was able to just scrimmage another team. But next week we'll go into basically the second round of playoffs and our first um, round in the bracket. And it keeps going forward just like any other playoff seed, basically. There's eliminations based on um, – uh, position, like I said, we were the number one seed, but basically the lowest seed of each bracket got booted off, and um, it kind of the playoffs were very, very similar to basically like a football playoffs, I would say. And you guys have a, a Twitter account, yeah. So uh, D, can they uh, just at DNH Esports? Okay, yeah, I think just at DNH. Esports. Okay, and yeah. it's pretty active too, and that's where because yeah. I, I knew you guys were heading to the playoffs. Yeah. I knew you got a buy. Uh, you scrimmaged Williamsburg, I yes, believe. Yeah. Who was also, uh, were they a top they, speed? Yeah, or, they were a number. Or, I think top they were a number two seed. Two seed. That's like what that. it was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because I saw something about that as well. Yeah. Okay, so I have a, a dumb question. They're not. They're There's all, no such they're thing not, as dumb questions. No, they're just dumb students. I'm <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how do you determine playing time? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. do you call it playing time or? Yeah. We, so we just call it like practice schedules or play time, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, before each season, Aaron and I, depending on how many titles we're picking up that season, because there's only two of us, so if we play two titles in a season, we each have to kind of figure out our own schedules as well as their schedules. But basically we get together at the beginning of the season and go, all right, what days are going to work best? We normally go from after school until about 5.30, 6 o'clock, just depending on how how much they're into it. Sometimes the kids got to dip out early and stuff like that, and that's fine, but um, – depending on how far they're into it and how much they are putting forth the effort, basically. And we do about ooh, two to three days a week of practice and then one day of games, or one day of matches, depending on what sport we're in. And we just kind of go off of um, how familiar the kids are with the sport. So, like, a lot of my varsity kids don't need three days of practice versus some of the JV kids that need a couple more days of practice. So it just depends. Do you have... So the Mario Kart. Yeah. Do you have a, a like a number one, a number two, a number three, a number four, or is it yeah. basically based on what yeah. you know the effort and all that other stuff that yeah. you talked about? So for Mario Kart right now, we're just doing time trials, so it's basically an individual basis. But I'll give Smash as an example when we play Super Smash Brothers in the fall. Um, we normally have a one through six roster of, you know, whoever we want to go first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. But that's the nice thing about esports is that. There's never really a number one spot other than as a team because it's very fluid. It's very interchangeable. If I have somebody who, um, you know, outperformed that week, it's you're getting put in basically. Uh, right. Or if I've got somebody who, especially during the spring now, so many different things going on in other activities. If I've got a kid who's got to go play golf. Guess what? You're getting pulled up for the week. So that's kind of right. the nice thing about it being so fluid is there's not necessarily a – 100% number one, two, three. We do generally have like a team captain that keeps communication open and does things like that, but not necessarily a so one. It kind of sounds four. like golf where you have like a, a right. sound, yeah. your right. first six and yeah. then, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Do you ever compete against your players? Oh, every once in a while. I'm not. And do you, so <laughs> I'm glad you do because yeah. my next question is, do you talk smack? Oh, 
I mean, is there is there smack? Try not to. <laughs> so if we ask them, yes, the, we'd probably get a different answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like I said, I was not into too many shooter games, and the games we're playing right now is pretty much shooter games, and um. So every once in a while, I'll I'll break out the old 360 controller and <laughs> try and go up again. They murk me as soon as I get on the map. But <laughs> right, I like it. <laughs> oh man, it brings me it brings me back to college. I just I want know, to sit I, down and I feel like we should have a have a case of Mountain Dew and some. Pizza. We should have a staff that, esports that team. That is what the industrial yeah. tech lab looks like all the time. Staff, couple cat, couple cases of Mountain Dew and. Yeah, all the headphones on. We're just grinding. <laughs> I've, I've graduated to diet Pepsi these days, but yeah. I think that's a natural transition. Yeah. I remember my biggest anything close to esports was uh, when I coached baseball at Hudson. We had all, the team over one night, and over there I had a back garage that didn't have anything in it, and so we had four Xboxes all chained together, <laughs> and we were playing Halo, and we each had a different wall. And it oh, was cool. It was a monster chaos, and big awesome. team battles and hey, all that. And that's and you where don't I have kinda, any screen peekers that way. Right, right. <laughs> Everybody had their own wall. We cleaned it out, and it was oh my gosh, we were there for I don't know six hours. And I kind of you know that's sometimes what it feels like in the lab. We've had some days where every single computer, especially towards the beginning of a season, where every single computer is filled, and it's just like you know the chatter of game chat and stuff like that, yeah. and it really just like. Warms my heart because at the at the core of the esports club, other than like, you know, I'm a very competitive person, so I really like to win. But at the core of it, it's about making friends, building relationships, not only with the kids who are in your own school, but also kids outside of your uh, outside of your four walls, basically across yep. the state, um, and building those communication and building those relationships and building those skills, basically, because those are a lot of you know, quote unquote, soft skills that can be done online and as we've seen over the last year you can do those online right. and esports is a way to kind of validate that and i like that and uh esports can also lead to the next level absolutely because we've had uh, uh we had two this year um full ride scholarships to hawkeye uh tyler lauby and adam hassebrook are both going uh full ride to hawkeye for esports for two different um games titles uh but we've also had a couple um, alumna, uh, alumni, I should say, uh, that play at Hawkeye at the next level and beyond. So, yeah, that is yeah. that is awesome. I had another story, but when I was at <laughs> Hudson, there was a kid, um, Matt. I think I believe it was Matt Larson, who was like ranked in the world at whatever game it was, and he was going all over the place to play, making buku bucks and. Yeah. I was just enthralled, and I might you know I don't know when esports you know kind of yeah. when it all really started, but this would have been shoot uh, I don't know like oh eight maybe yeah. I mean well I know that I always tell my kids if they're ever like you know thinking about seriously taking up esports and really trying to go to the next level and stuff I always tell them that you know you used to do this just for fun so what's what's putting in a little extra effort to do it for schooling, basically, to get an education. Um, I always like to tell people that, oh, how many years ago was that? 2018, the Fortnite World Cup, when Fortnite was, like, huge, 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 right? The Fortnite World Cup, the kid who won the single individual uh, won $3 million, which was more than Tiger Woods made at the Masters that year for winning. Wow. So esports is just going to continue to grow. So we really try and um, invite as many 
opportunities as possible for kids right. to get their hands on outside of these four walls or uh, in a more competitive sense, basically, right. because and it just what, goes further. What would you say to somebody that kind of poo-poos it or, you know, doesn't really see it as a, you know, it's just kids playing games? Yeah. I mean... I would basically tell them, because I do get that every once in a right. while, of like, what's the value, basically? Yes. Like, um, <laughs> I even even though Irv was kind of one of the people who were supporting it in the first place, like, who he always says, who would have ever thought that Tyler would have gotten a full ride scholarship for it? Right. right. And I normally always tell him, like, okay, what are the what are the core values that you would hope that your child or your student gets out of playing football per se? Right. Um, other th- like other than physical. Right. Other than the physical aspects of playing something like football, baseball, basketball, et cetera, et cetera. What are the core key skills that you want them to gain? And it's normally things like communication, teamwork, camaraderie, et cetera, et cetera. We have all of those things just because it's on a different platform doesn't make it any less valid, basically, just because they're not out there, you know, sweating their butts off. I mean, it does get kind of sweaty in there sometimes with different kind of sweat. like just because they're not physically out there running miles and miles or, you know, uh, practicing drill after drill after drill, we are doing drill after drill after drill. It just looks different. You right. know, just because something looks different or something has a different form doesn't make it any less valid because all of those same skills are there. Yeah. Yeah. I 100 percent agree. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy talking about this stuff, obviously. So. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> do you. Is, is it all virtual? Do you do you guys. I know COVID maybe has thrown a loop into stuff, but do teams get to? I, I've seen on TV every once in a while, you know. So the groups are all together. Yeah. Is it all virtual or not virtual? But do you ever leave the walls of DNH to go compete? Um, not at this point in time. Just based on what our association offers to us, we basically were um, we get together as a team, and that's how we practice and that's how we played. Uh, give or take some of the things that construction has put on hold. Like a couple weeks ago, they shut off all the electricity, so sure. they go home and play, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we get together and we play all together and we play other teams that are all together somewhere else, basically. Okay. Um, but there has been some opportunities, or hopefully there will be more over the summer where. Um, I can go or Aaron can go and get some more insight on like esports coaching and basically what it means to be a coordinator, how to get kids to that next level, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm really, really hoping because we've got some close neighbors basically in this association. Um, like Iowa Falls just uh, started a team last year. Uh, yeah, last season. So they're not too far away from us. I'm really, really hoping that at one point we can kind of invite them to us and say, yeah. hey, would, hey, would you like to come hang out I, for a little bit? I Do think a that would be or something like I think that. that'd be totally cool oh, yeah. to invite two or three teams to the auditorium you know and somehow you know get pulled down the the screen and you know have cameras in there and you know you just sit in the audience and watch and you know start up the the concession stand and <laughs> you know and just yeah i would actually i i, I, I think it'd be kind of cool i would you know? be interested to see what kind of crowd would show yeah. up as well yeah. i would say that's our that's our number one goal for next year because a lot of Uh, kind of the next step is basically, you know, we tweet everything out that we can and we keep updated on scores and stuff like that. Um, But the next step to this logically is to stream our matches in some way, shape, or form. So that's what we're going to work on over the summer is like creating some kind of OBS that's going to work for the computers out there. That's going to be portable that we can do it for all of the different titles that we uh, supply. And then once we start doing that, we can start pushing it out to the community a little bit further and hopefully just keeping that growing. So yeah, what's a talk? I don't know. I'm just probably this is probably not for the podcast, but <laughs> I mean, is it something where, you know, we could take our YouTube channel? I know it would be very 
probably archaic maybe a little bit, but just physically have the camera there and just yeah. film, you know, oh, yeah. film the the players as they're playing and just kind of, you know, stream it that way. Yeah, I would think so. I think that would be great. And, like, um, I know a lot of um, teams do that as well. And, you know, after streaming, the next step would be, like, shoutcasting because there's a couple of schools in our association that have shoutcasting. And I think, oh, gosh, was it during homecoming or whatever when we had the chukeball tournament? Yep. Um, yes. And I think I think you did the the shout casting for the chukeball tournament. I was like, if he's gonna do that, I wonder if he would ever do that for. Oh, us. so you're you're talking <laughs> about like commentating yes, as yeah, the yeah, games yeah. are absolute. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. I I am in for yep. for next season. I think I think that would be really great, and it'd be a way to basically. Um. One of you know one of the things that. You know, parents always like to, you know, you go to the games and right. you get to see them in action and stuff like that. So, like, that's the next logical step to involve parents and involve the community because these kids deserve that recognition. Right. They're, I, they're yeah. really working hard. And, and I'm a visual guy, so I'm trying to, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to picture you guys going against another team. And right now, I'm, I, you know, again, because you use PCs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm stuck on. I've got the Xbox in I'm front of me. Guy and, I'm a too. console guy, yeah. so I've, I've never played on, on the PC. So. We, yeah, we need to talk. I, I definitely, I definitely want to do something with this. I'm totally down. Something with this. I don't know because May seventeenth is the next round, right? Uh, yes, we'll play. Well, anytime next week is basically round two. We'll most likely play on Monday or Tuesday. So we'll keep it updated as as the rounds go. Next around. Monday or Tuesday? Yes. Like yep. evening? Uh, yes, like f- uh, four o'clock ish. Okay. <laughs> You got to get the done with your right. You're going to be flying. Well, those kids well, are getting home. Yeah, I don't, we'll see if we can. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm very intrigued, Bo. Oh, yeah. Very intrigued. The wheels are already turning. Yeah. I, I like it. I think it'd be, I think it'd be awesome. I, did. I, I like the old Red Dead Revolver games. Those are some of my, yeah. the, the original is the best, in my opinion. But All right. We got to get to the random question of the day. Lauren, are you ready to go? I'm absolutely ready. Okay. If you could have a song played every single time you walked into a room, what song would that be? Ooh, that's a good one. Every time you walk in. Like my walk-up song for every <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. Man. Yes, it is your walk-up song, but every room you show up to. Wouldn't oh, that be awesome man. to have like a little, like a... This is... <laughs> going to be a little uh bluetooth speaker so i saw on amazon the other day they're selling like the old style retro like oh really but they're bluetooth and i mean they they look like the old retro ones but they will actually play cassettes too i was like wow that's definitely it was like 80 bucks i was like oh maybe (laughs) you might have to show me here after the yeah the podcast so I this might be a little off kilter of an answer, but I would have to go. This is gonna make my mom so happy. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, "Cocaine" by Eric Clapton because that used to be my last name <laughs> before I got married. Okay, all right. <laughs> and so just walk in the room, and just na na na. that's good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. That'll that'll make my mom happy. <laughs> that's a good one. Good. That's a good one. I remember. I came in the same year you did as yeah. well. We were in here in the library, and she introduced herself, and I said her last name, and she said, yes, that really is my last name, because yep. we all kind of looked at her like, because we saw it on the paper. I'm like, okay, how's she going to, how's this going to go around? Because I'm terrible at, yep. you know, with names anyway. I'm like, no way. Yeah. 
Yeah. It really, I mean, it was a great last name. I had to give it up eventually, but like, right. it's always pretty fun that that initial meeting, like, hi, my name's <laughs> Lauren Cocaine. Yes, it's actually that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep. Tra- try to follow that up. Travis, what do you got? What's your song? I, I think I've used it before for other Yeah, I'm sure you answers. Have. Do you know what it is? No, I, I briefly, I've got some ideas. Go ahead. So I. The song I would do is jump around. Yeah, that's nice. what I was gonna go. I think because you're you're gonna get the the room's gonna bust out. Oh yeah. I mean, you know you're a hit as soon as you step in, and that those first few bars hit, you know it's on like Donkey Kong. Yep. <laughs> I like it. So I just want well, I know I always want to make people happy. So. Yep. Um. I, Let me guess. Yours is gonna be. Go Cubs, go. I don't like oh, the Cubs. Oh, that would be great. Oh, that's right. You're a Twins guy. Never I'm, mind. I'm a Twins guy. Sorry. Blasphemy. It still could be Go Cubs, go, and then you can just. I would just change it. Like <laughs> like start a fire or something. <laughs> start, start a fire. All right. Um, I think I would, uh, Eminem, guess who's back. Ooh. Like when you walk in, you're like, guess who's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dad, oh, yeah. Dad's back. That's a good guess one. Guess who's back. That's very good. Back again. <laughs> Dad back. is back. <laughs> So yeah, I'm a, I was my friend. I was thinking about that. I'm That's like, a good one. I got it. That one could just. First of all, I love Eminem. Second of all, it's kind of like punny, you know. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. That's very good. <laughs> all right. Three for three. Uh, yeah, I think we all did a nice job there. Um, Lauren, just want to thank you for joining us again. Yeah. And you know, you make time to come here and. Yeah, we appreciate it. The late interviews and everything, and it's. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Of course. I about to say, you guys took me off guard with the repeat offender, so I'm yep. more than happy to You be should the first be honored. Time. Yes. So. Well, we definitely wanted to hit up the esports, and, oh, yeah. and we saw that they were winding down this year, and, and I had a lot of questions, obviously. You know, we had Tad had some uh, questions, and I think we got them answered. Uh, so I just remember karma, too. So there are some oh, really yes. good vibes coming here from. We've always had good luck. I'm not sure that we've had... Well, not us necessarily, but the guests. The guests. I'm not sure we've come on the losing end of anything. We're being serious here. It, totally serious. Yeah. Um, you have a legitimate shot here. At, knock on wood. It's your next round yeah. of the playoffs. Yeah, you can pretty much guarantee the W. Yeah. That's funny because the last time I was here when I was talking about National History Day, we were talking about sending kids to um, nationals. I did have one kid go to nationals, so... You can add that to your W's list. <laughs> yep. That is exactly why we're here. Yeah, just think about all the opportunities. All right, Lauren. Thank you for stopping in tonight, and best of luck with the eSports season, uh, postseason, I should say. Yes, yep. Good luck. Thank you, guys. All right, Wolverine Nation, that does it for episode 17 of DNH Loose Change. This was a fun one. Uh, Sarah Parr, Lauren, I mean, we just had a lot of Will talking about districts and track. Just a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, Once again, uh, a lot of things that I didn't know or had forgotten. Just every week is... Is good. It was fun for me to hear about the students excelling in track and then learning a lot about Mrs. Parr. I've, like, <laughs> I didn't know 
95% of the stuff she talked about. Yeah, I don't know. And I was wondering if she remembered. And I remember. <laughs> back in the day. And I knew zero things about esports. Yeah, I so. didn't know much about esports either. So that was really good to the hear play, that. The playing time thing was kind of interesting for me. Yeah. I, I wonder if we ever got a staff esports team. I think it would be competitive within our group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that at least there'd be like. 10 or 12 people that would be all about it but i would think so we'd have to maybe start out with some pretty basic titles oh i think probably <laughs> maybe like the uh, nintendo 64 the, yes. the old school one you have yeah the there's a lot of fun things you can do on those bad boys so it sounds like a good time for in service Maybe we should make a suggestion. Yeah. Wouldn't that be good for staff bonding? That'd be sta- every in-service, we're going to have some fun. So yeah, absolutely a little, maybe we could all challenge Justin or something. There you go. All right, well, <laughs> um, tonight for the first pitch, I think it's it's pretty obvious the direction we've got to go. Um, Lake New Hartford Seniors, class of 21, uh, thank you for everything you've done for the school. It's been a lot of fun to get to know you and um, see you uh, you grow, and I can't wait to see you continue growing. And you were he- were you here for this this senior group? Yep, I was here. Um, I specifically remember getting angry email. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, this this That's would been like my. It. Actually, I had a lot of these kids in fifth grade. That was my first year. Okay, and then I had them when they moved me to sixth grade. I had a lot of them again, uh, and. And eighth grade as well. So okay. it was, I, I got to know this senior class actually pretty well. Um, s- there were a few that were lucky enough to never have me. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah, but it was, this this group was kind of special, just like last year's group um, being my first year and, and the different different things that I was involved in. Yeah, that's always kind of cool to see them, you know, at a young age and then, you know, watch their careers throughout uh, high school. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite things, especially when the kids come back and they talk to you about some of the things that they're doing now. And you just kind of feel like the the baby birds are leaving the nest. You know, they're taking off, they're spreading their wings. And (laughs) and you're a part of that, their success. Well, I think you, um, in a lot of different ways, you're volunteering your time and so many different athletic events that you're broadcasting and being a coach and obviously even on the bus routes and everything else. So yeah, it's fun to see the classes go through and it, it, you know, like today is their last day and it kind of just reminds you of their careers, you know, and, and you know, how they came through and, and what they did. And, and, um, I did see that they came down to new Hartford yeah, and walked the halls down there. So the it, young ones down there got to see what was going on as well. And I did like that they wore their their caps and gowns too, kind of making it full circle for those kids. Yeah. So uh, again, thank you, seniors. We appreciate everything that you've done for the school of Dyke New Hartford, and uh, best of luck in the future. What do you think, Travis? I think that's good. Think that's good. I think that's really good. Anything else to add? I don't have anything right as of uh, right now. Well, neither do I, so I think this is a great time to wrap it up. (laughs) I think you're right. All right, we'll see you next week for episode 18 of DNH Loose Change.